And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. You can find me on Twitter at DFF underscore Madman. I'm the Dynasty Madman, and I feel about as great as Salma Hayek's bosom at the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw the stuff you were tweeting. Uh, and Shane Manila. <laughs> yeah, you know what's amazing about that? I remember like when I was in my you know 20s, early 20s, and thinking like, oh, a 50-year-old woman's disgusting. Um, <laughs> Salma Hayek is 53 years old. Oh, my God. God. Oh my God. The the funniest part to me, she'll always be Isabel Fuentes. Isabel Fuentes Whitman. Did you ever see that movie uh Fools Rush In when she yeah, lived in yeah, Vegas? With yeah, with Matthew Perry. Yeah, that was that was that was the movie I liked. Yeah, I thought it was funny at, at the end of the Golden Globes trending worldwide. There was football games and everything that day, but she was mm-hmm. the number one trending thing worldwide Hilarious. after the Golden she Globes. To be. <laughs> yeah, I mean she stood out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But here in Florida, we're all still celebrating uh, the, and I'm sure in other places around the country, the Tennessee Titans <laughs> sending home the New England Patriots. I love so many things about that from Vrabel, you know, ex-player, ex-coach with them, just all of that, beating his, uh, you know, beating his uh, mentor and in such fashion where he actually made him cuss at the refs. That know, was the greatest. Cursing about some of the game playing that. I mean, just so many angles of that were, it was beautiful to me. I, I loved it. Let me ask you. Yeah. When he was screaming. Yeah. Cause Belichick was screaming. That's fucking bullshit. When, when Vrabel did the, the multiple penalties in a row to kill 50 seconds off the clock. That was awesome. I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah. It was a lot of time. It was a minute something or almost two minutes that they killed. Yeah. In total. Yeah, um, pretty amazing. I mean, honestly, Belichick's done that kind of stuff before, so he's really gets just given the coach his own medicine. What I thought was funny is the Patriots set out to stop the Titans' passing game and receivers uh, by playing so much, you know, too high like they were, and basically just let Derrick Henry run all over them. Like, what, why? Why did they do that? I just that's the thing. Why? Why? Wasn't there anything else they could do? I was, it was all game, man. So I started rooting against Vrabel um, before those penalties, but because he was punting from the 35 <laughs> um, on his yeah. opponent, the opponent's yeah, 35. His opponent's 35. That was crazy. I hate Neanderthal football. So at that point, so I, like, I rooted man, for when the you're Patriots down there, just a little bit. Take a shot or a long field goal. Wait, anything. you were rooting for the Patriots? <laughs> I mean, well, I think he got pissed. It wasn't so much that I was rooting for the Patriots because I hate them, um, not as much as I hate the Seattle scumbags. But, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that that was the was other brutal. thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, anytime coaches do shit like that where they just start doing Neanderthal football, like you go to punt because you go to pin them deep here. You know what I mean? That shit. And plus Mike Vrabel is a fucking rockhead. Like, dude shouldn't even be an NFL head coach. But, Anyway, so I'm just that, glad that the Titans quickly, beat them, though. though. Yeah, the, the joy of watching the Patriots lose overtook me. And shout out to uh, our buddy Tacit Assassin Zach. Um, I was listening to Dynasty Dummies today, and uh, he had a little interlude um, and set to the uh, regulators. Um, it was Patriot haters, and uh, <laughs> it made me smile because. <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> and it's funny too. I got beat by Derrick Henry in like three fantasy bowls the week before. So I hated him, but I was loving him during that game. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I know Shane, I saw some of the stuff that was going on on Twitter with you because of the Seahawks, uh, uh, taken out Wentz in the very beginning of that game. 
Not even yes. flagged, not even called, man. It's disturbing. <laughs> Same thing happened to Josh Allen. But I know you were pissed, the Eagles oh, fan among us. God, you I, had to be seething. I mean, if Seattle was closer, I would have walked there and set <laughs> the whole city on fire. Um, Jeez. Yes, but it's funny because, you know, I think I talked last week about how my follower counts fluctuate. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I lost somewhere in the neighborhood <laughs> of 15 followers during that game, um, which whatever, you. Um, <laughs> because you know you know me i rage tweet yeah um, so at one point i said you know what it's only fair russ was lost to a dirt or you know wentz was lost to a dirty hit it's time to repay the favor <laughs> i was seeing some of the stuff you were writing and i i didn't text you on the side because i could tell you were really kind of pissed off no, let me, say, <laughs> that was let me tell you this though the one thing I wasn't doing uh-huh. was pretending that I wanted to fight Javadi, Javadi, Javadian Clowney. Because I saw too many Philadelphia fans tweeting like, "Oh, I'd pull up on Clowney and beat that ass." Oh and, yeah, uh, no, you want Clowney's <laughs> like six three, two eighty of solid muscle. Like he he would absolutely destroy you, me, our entire families. <laughs> um, so at no point did I actually want to fight Clowney, um, <laughs> because I'm not stupid. You are um, a rational man, yeah, after all. I did want him thrown out of the game, though, and I think he should be banned from professional football. <laughs> nice. They should have that the non-call on that. The same thing with um, Josh Allen. I thought that was a bad non-call. Everybody saw it. I know that that's what, at least some of the officiating crew saw that hit. You know, helmet right in the head, low to the ground. You know, and and I think it's just subje- subjective as hell. Like they make some terrible calls, and then last year we saw Tom Brady. I think it was they were. They got a first down out of it, of course, but Brady was basically lightly brushed against <laughs> and extended their drive, you know, extended the Patriots drive last year. And then you see guys just getting hammered and no calls at all. I mean, that we can't have that kind of disparity in the NFL and take it seriously. It starts to become more like, um, and sorry, Mike, but professional wrestling. I mean, yeah, come on. That's fine. I realize it's an entertainment industry, but we need to have some a level setting and some standard of how you make a call when a helmet to helmet crushes you know a quarterback you probably since you're trying to keep these head you know this head trauma down you probably want to consistently call that i don't know oh, yeah yeah that, that would seem like a, a good good way to handle that but what you know they didn't eagles lost and um you know whatever they were playing you know at one point um Deontay Burnett um Deontay Burnett actually ended up with more snaps than uh JJ Arcega Whiteside um which is not good um <laughs> Deontay Burnett who joined the team two weeks ago had uh 13 snaps to Arcega Whiteside's 12 and Arcega Whiteside's only reception was actually negated off of penalty because the penalty gave the Eagles it's a shame, first. Man. Sega, you know, it's too bad Sega could, couldn't capitalize on his uh, rookie season with the injuries they had and, and also to help your team along there. Uh, I, I still think, you know, long term he can develop. I think he will develop. I don't know what the what the problem was. I, I expected him to be one of the guys that might develop more quickly, um, but that didn't happen. I, I still hold out hope for him, but I wanted to know, and by the way, happy New Year, New Year's, guys. This oh, is the yeah. first show we've done in the new year. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen this weekend in the playoff games? Who do you guys I have to ask you who you, who you think is going to win these games and go to the championship games for the AFC and NFC? What do you think? Well, it's different. What do you think or who do you want? Because there's well, two yeah, different things. Want, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. I, I hope Seattle loses 337. <laughs> I, I knew he was going to say zero. that. Yeah. Um, and I never root for injuries. Yeah. <laughs> 
but <laughs> if any of their players happen to get injured, I wouldn't be heartbroken over it. You know, I'm certainly not going to root for it because that's apparently poor form. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't but, root for anybody to get injured. I do. I do root for teams to get their asses kicked, though, and you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, not not do anything well on their their end of the field when they, you know they've got the ball. But I, I never root for guys, even the ones I don't like, to get hurt. So I'm rooting for. I think it's going to be Baltimore. Um, uh-huh. I don't care in the other game. Um, it's going to be San Francisco and Green Bay. San Francisco will beat Green Bay in the NFC Championship and then get destroyed by Baltimore in the uh, Super Bowl. That's funny because that's what I was thinking. That would be San Francisco and the Ravens. Uh, being down here in South Florida, though, I think it would be really cool. I mean, Tannehill already did one upset by sending the Patriots home. If somehow they could beat the Ravens and then Tannehill come to Florida to play in a Super Bowl at the stadium that he played for all those years, it's not going to happen, but I think it would be kind of cool. It'd be different, too, because it'd be the first time that that stadium was filled and <laughs> played in it. Exactly. You know, I've got the Niners and Ravens. I've got the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Um, I hope the Seahawks – I know you don't, Shane, but I, the Seahawks, I hope they knock off the Packers. I want to see Russell Wilson and uh, I really I, I I think the Ravens can pull this game off they're playing at home they're playing well but honestly the, the Titans have a good defense and I think that's going to be a heck of a game so the, the Titans could definitely beat the Ravens um, in Baltimore but we'll see it could that's, be fun that's how I see it shaking out yeah, yeah it I could think be we're gonna fun. have some good games this time around well, you know what's funny? Uh, when we went off the air last week, um, yeah. we were trying to go out and we were saying goodbye to everything. And then Shane out of nowhere was like, hey, did uh, Jason Garrett get fired yet? You know, <laughs> like and we were like, well, we'll have to wait and see by next week's show. Maybe something will happen. And uh, something did happen over there with Dallas. They kept moving his desk, man. They kept moving his <laughs> desk around. He finally ended up in the basement like Milton Wadham's in office space. And they finally, you know, that was enough. That was the final straw. They, they didn't get his red stapler back to him and he was he just left, I think. They forgot yeah, about so it. Technically, he's still there. Uh, I was wondering what happened, and I had to ask <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, because apparently the Giants asked for permission to speak to him. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, why? And apparently he's under contract until the 14th. Yeah. Oh. So technically, they have two head coaches right now. Uh. So it was pointed out to me on Twitter. Today. So what do you think about McCarthy there? Um. I don't know because there, there was a couple of interesting stats that I uh, I read. Um, I think it's going to hurt Zeke because uh, McCarthy has rarely had um, a running back in the top 12 in carries. Oh, yeah, all the complaining we did, Shane, yeah. about the Green Bay Packers running backs over the years not really having, you know, a bell cow all the time. And, but uh, they were also like shitty running backs, though. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that, there's also that. You also wonder, well – is it because he had Aaron Jones who wasn't this version that we saw this year, you know, right. a touchdown God. And even Jamal Williams looked a lot better this year. You know, Zeke's a different animal. He's right. a, he's a, he is a bell cow. So oh, I don't yeah. know. I'm interested in that. But there's still so many moving parts. Like is Amari coming back? Is, you know I mean? Obviously they're going to franchise Dak. I would think, um, I can't imagine they let him leave. I look, the guy said he took a year off and studied other offensive schemes and whatnot. So I'm interested to see because his offense was just vanilla. Like there was no pre-snap movement. Um, just, right. It's very vanilla. Defenses were able to figure yeah. it out and jump routes. And, and the thing of it is, rumors were that at the end there, they didn't even really have a lot of, um, like you said, it was vanilla. They didn't have a lot of scripted plays. And receivers are just trying to get open. And Rodgers is just trying to find him because he's able to do that. It's more like backyard football than it was, you know, NFL, you know, plays with, um, 
you know, um, timing routes and stuff. It just, it, 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 the, the West coastness of it seemed to just kind of disappear. Wasn't it, wasn't it also him and, uh, Rogers butted heads and they didn't like each other too? Yeah. Well, Rogers, yeah. I mean, Rogers basically did everything except hold a press conference to say <laughs> that Mike McCarthy is a terrible head coach. And, you know, Mike McCarthy, like I said, towards the end, it was not good, but Mike McCarthy still set, led some, high-powered offenses during his time in Green Bay. He did win a Super Bowl with them now. How much of that is Aaron Jones, or Aaron Jones, Jesus, Aaron Rodgers being able to play off script and things like that? I I don't know. But, I mean, I, it almost seems impossible to go to Dallas and screw that offense up. I think yeah. they were second in yards last year. That's what I'm thinking, too. There's a talent in all the right places there. If you bring Amari back, you figure you've got – a legitimate a guy that should still be in our uh, wide receiver one. Michael Gallup should still be a wide receiver two. I'm not looking at the stats. I'm assuming he was somewhere around there. Right. Zeke will be an RB one. Yep. I think Blake Jarwin has a chance to be a top 12 tight end. So unless he screws it up, I don't, I don't see it can't hurt their fantasy assets. The funny thing I think too, when you're saying that stuff about, well, he never had the running back that way. I can't imagine if his style of running an offense was not using the running backs and then sit there and go, I have Zeke, but I'm not going to use him. You know, it that just would seems be, that would be like a terrible, you know, worst decision of his life. Exactly. Not to use a running back like that. If you have a running back like that, it yeah, just I seems mean, like that's seen, not going to happen. Seen, We've seen coaches do just do really stupid shit. Yeah. So forcing guys to play certain roles that maybe they're not adept at playing instead of going with the talent they have and using this, you know, the skills of the guys they have to base the offense around. I know maybe hopefully he's learned, like he said, and that I want to, I just don't want, I don't care if they win. I just want the fantasy production to, to continue. Uh, no, yeah. no, I need them to go, you know, seven and nine every year. I was going to say, as an Eagles fan. And I need their fantasy assets to do well. And yeah, I, I'm. As an he, Eagles he fan, he's got to want them to he, shit. He could have been a color commentator for a year on ESPN or, you know, the uh, CFL or somewhere. Yeah. But he apparently spent the year studying offenses. And I don't know. Hopefully cool. he, he learned some things. And, you know, in a. He's got a quarterback, um, you know, one of those newfangled quarterbacks. And Dak Prescott, like, you know, a souped-up version of Aaron Rodgers as far as the rushing ability. So we'll see what comes. I expect that it should go well. It's funny, speaking of color commentary, I heard today that uh, Monday Night Football, they fired uh, Booger and – that other guy, Mike, or that they're yeah, going to no, replace they, it all. They, said they, they want to, and they want to offer the gig to Tony Romo. Yeah. Oh, is that what they said? Tony Romo, dude. Yeah. yeah. Romo. I think he's the best one out there doing it right now. But, uh, you know, I don't know what, uh, McCarthy's contract status was like how many years or whatever, but I know the next coach we have on here, Shane, you wrote in bold letters that he got a seven year, $60 million contract that could be, that, that <laughs> sorry, go is... ahead. <laughs> Like when I saw it, I thought it was a mistake. You know what I mean? So who is it though? I we didn't like, say who it was. Seven sixty million. I'm like, what? This guy is a first year NFL Wait, coach. Who and, is it? Don't get me wrong. Like I, I think it's a great hire actually. But who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Tell everybody who. He got paid. Who? Yeah, Tell huge. everybody who. Oh, Matt Rule. <laughs> Matt Rule, baby. Uh, Matt, Matt Rule, who um, he's an interesting guy. He's For not, the Panthers. He's coached in the, yeah, he coached – Panthers hired him. He coached the NFL, but his head coaching experience. So he took over a Temple team back in 2013. <laughs> and uh, Temple was a laughingstock in college football for 
basically my entire life um, from the time I can remember football. football. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Like the entire eighties, nineties, like they were so bad um, in, in elementary school and uh, (laughs) high school and grade school. They, we used to be able to get like as many free temple tickets as we wanted. Like we could go to any temple game and get as many tickets. Like there'd be, we would take stacks of temple football tickets. I'd never go. Um, but like they would give them out as like, oh, you read four books. Here's 38 temple tickets. <laughs> nice. And you're like, I'm not taking my family to this. Did you read that many books? That that's funny, Jerry. <laughs> no, but that, you know, yeah, we used to get those in school. And I'm sure I'm not, you know, if anyone else went to Philadelphia public schools that listens to us, um, they can back me up on this, man. We used to get temple. You used to be able to get five tickets to temple football <laughs> games for reading books so they gave him a seven year 60 million like why then because he's a hell of a fucking coach dude so anyway yeah. where i wanted to go so his yeah. first season with temple they were two and ten uh-huh um he left after back-to-back 10 win seasons bowl seasons um in 2015 and 16 he went to baylor after you know the art bryles thing letting all his uh mm-hmm. his players get away with literal rape oh god um, drunken rape parties yeah, yeah. oh my so god so they were one and 11 his first year and 11 and three this year and i believe they won the sugar bowl wow yeah and the other the, what i love about him is when he was at temple it was a run first offense and i by run first i mean like old school run run all the time yeah. run up the middle you know my running backs running it and baylor he was running a lot of rpos now if cam newton can come back he, he seems like a guy that might be able to run the rpo huh <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. looking forward to him with with cam newton i was hoping they'd get a coach in there with some real offensive sensibility that wouldn't mess up and you know wouldn't mess up what they have that works well and wouldn't detract from what their star players have done and maybe make them even a little bit better but you know get that offense really really fine-tuned he seems like a guy that can pull that off and i think that was like people were saying that was the giants first coach matt rule and so you know they're pissed um, oh, yeah, yeah. you mean their first choice you mean else. their first choice definitely their first choice and the rumor is he gave him a call and said hey you want to match this and the giants much like i did said wait how much <laughs> um, and they're like no no we're good fam we good luck with that. what i like about him is that like you were saying i i like his adaptability he's not gonna eat look when he got the temple he said all right these are the type of players i have this is the type of offense we're gonna run when he got the baller, he said, these are the types of players I have. So we're going to run this type of offense, obviously a different type of offense. And that's kind of what you want to see. You don't want coaches forcing players to fit into their scheme so much as, you know, obviously every offense has a scheme and you try to get players that'll fit that. But if you get somewhere and you see you have a bunch of players that are particularly good at one type well, of sure. offense, yeah. run that offense. But these are strengths, yeah. But when, when and then like you're saying with with the Mike McCarthy thing with Zeke, but when you were talking about running back, so what do you think about CMC? He's really good. Yeah. He's no, look. But is it going to change anything? No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I think he's going to get a quarterback that can run RPOs. That's you know, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. You know, uh, a step above Carson Wentz. He's going to get a guy that can run RPOs. He's going to spread the ball out. He's going to have a spread offense, and he's going to use the dynamic playmakers he has there. And McCaffrey, you'll probably see another 100 targets. 
He's not going to mess with what McCaffrey can do, which, you know, McCaffrey's used in the passing game a lot, too. I mean, I, honestly, I'm looking forward to uh, Cam Newton coming back because I think that's going to I mean, that's going to be great just for the receiving uh, the receivers there. Um, I, I think for the longest time, Kyle Allen could only throw one route. It was the slant it was a slant pattern to, from either side to uh, DJ Moore get a guy. And I never thought I'd be talking about, you know, um, Cam Newton as a passer, but you know, bring back a guy that can throw a little bit uh, more um, accurate with with more accuracy to more patterns across the field, and I think this guy's going to work wonders. I think we're going to see a rejuvenated Cam Newton for sure. Do you think yeah. CMC should be the 1.01? Because I'm seeing that all nah. over the place with ADP Why and not? stuff. Nah. I, Wait, that was one says one says no, no, no. Right now, people are saying that he's the 1.01 for going into next year. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm saying it, it didn't change for me. I mean, no. he was going into this year. I, I, I don't see why you would choose someone over him. Well, you say yes, and Shane keeps saying no. I'm, so I'm, I'm taking Saquon Barkley. A healthy Saquon Barkley is better than Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I'm no, going into I, this I disagree. I'm well, going you're wrong. <laughs> He's in his prime. You're wrong. <laughs> you, you were saying Saquon, I was wrong when I was saying take CMC over Saquon Barkley and other guys, you know, a year ago. But <laughs> I don't see how it could be wrong. Look what he did this year. I mean, yeah, until well, he Saquon, declines a little bit, no way. Uh, no, he'll never decline. Never, never. No football fantasy, fantasy football players never, <laughs> never get worse. Dude, Christian McCaffrey had the perfect set of circumstances. He yeah. he had an injured quarterback and ended up with a quarterback that couldn't throw more than six yards. Hi, Kyle. Oh, I'm going to check down the Christian McCaffrey. Oh, You're not giving man. him enough credit, though. I, that's funny. No, he's a great player. Saquon's better. <laughs> well what's funny is the next coach we were going to talk about is now barkley's head coach so who is yes, barkley's so head coach anonymous white guy <laughs> even the name sounds kind of made up right you know he has coached for the patriots he's an nfl coach you know special teams wide receivers but yeah i never heard his name before either joe judge right yeah he was the wide receiver coach he took over for chad o'shea this year as the wide receiver coach he coached special teams before that, and somehow Eric Bieniemy, who runs one of the best offenses in all football in Kansas City, can't even get an interview. <laughs> so, so how did this guy slip in there then? Because he's white, and he oh, coaches. Geez. He coaches under Bill Belichick. That's probably more like it, not the other part of it, but Everybody it's probably Bill Belichick has a lot to do with it. Look at the. Uh, there's a reason that 70% of the league is black, yet the head coaches make up like, I don't know, 4% of it. First of all, you're ma I know you're making up numbers, you're, but no, but no, you're no, probably no, right. Players, but I'm just saying. Right, but but the coaches, right, but, but the coaches can't be 4%. I mean, that would that'd be like. And I'll tell you what, the league, the league um, should give Tony Dungy uh, a trophy, a statue, all of it because of what he's done for the NFL with, you know, Tony's black awesome. coaches. He, I mean, just about every guy in the league that's been successful can attribute um, some of that success, at least, um, you know, guys that have come up through the NFL to Tony Dungy being on his staff, you know, talking about Pittsburgh's coach, other players, uh, I mean, other, sorry, other, other players, former players that became coaches and coaches under Dungy. I mean, it's a huge list, Marvin Lewis, tons of guys that um, Tony Dungy had has influence that, you know, he chose and they became successful coaches like him. And I think it's if you find all those connections, it's pretty amazing how many people's lives he touched, how many coaches can say, hey, Tony Dungy gave me a start. It's pretty neat. Yeah. 
Shane, you just started cracking up about something, pointing at the screen. What what was going on with you? I got a trade offer. Me and this guy. Oh, clear. I was gonna say because people could hear him laughing while you were talking, Jeremy. So that's Shane, why I mentioned we are it. Not on the same wavelength. As as they realize he's not he's not laughing at us. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure that the audience didn't think he was laughing at what you were saying. So that's why I asked why Shane yeah, was cracking up. Yeah. Trade. Anybody that knows by listening to this show knows that Shane does other things while you and I talk. He doesn't listen no, to no, us. I was listening to the Tony Dungeon. <laughs> Yeah, Tony Dungy did great, but I mean, it hasn't changed the fact that unless you're a white guy, that your chances of getting a head coaching job in the NFL are pretty small. No, I'm just saying you were cracking up, so I'm telling it for people oh, so, why you're yeah, cracking. So, the so what's the trade offer? <laughs> trade offer, such as it is, um, he's offering me Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara in a second, which is pretty good, right? Yeah, in a one quarterback league, he would like back uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. It, um, it, it, and if you stopped there, it would be one thing, but keep going. Miles Sanders uh-huh. and A.J. Brown. Mm. A.J. Brown is involved in so many different offers on all over the Twitter, everything the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but... this would not be selling high on A.J. Brown. No. Like <laughs> so I would get I, – I, and looking at this honestly, Dak Prescott in a second uh-huh. is about Lamar Jackson, even in a one-quarterback league. Right. Um, Alvin Kamara to me is not worth Miles Sanders and AJ Brown because I think Miles Sanders is a top twelve running back next year. You do, and AJ Brown um, is almost pushing DJ Moore out of my heart, um, <laughs> but he's not quite there. He's oh my god, here below, like, right? Yeah, below you better not. You better Moore. not go there quite yet. We, we'll see him matched up against um, you know more than the the secondary cornerbacks next year. I think he's got a, a really good future, but I wouldn't get, I wouldn't go crazy and change your DJ more love into, um, I would, I would, I would, I can't wait till the day you send me like 12 first round picks to get AJ Brown back in the listener league. <laughs> I, look, I still love DJ Moore. I, I still think is the more complete prospect. Obviously, yeah. he's actually shown more. I think. He, look, they're both special players. I think both those guys are top twelve receivers, or at least they have that in them. It's interesting. Do that trade? What's wrong with it? Yeah, right. No, but you know what's interesting? He's no, obviously so he's not going to do that. But but he with, definitely doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, and let me ask Send you something. Trying to get Sanders and AJ Brown. When Everybody's you said Sanders. But wait, you said Sanders. You said Sanders is a top twelve guy next year. Is that what you said, uh, yeah. Jeremy? Didn't you ask me even today? I think it was a, a trade offer that had Miles Sanders involved in it. I, people are trying to get him on the teams that I have him, and I, I think I have him in maybe three three spots. But I think in all three cases, guys are trying. Owners are trying to trade for Sanders by offering me various things. And one of the one of the better, more tempting offers I got. Um, was um keenan allen bill um what's that it was keenan allen wasn't it yeah it was keenan allen for miles sanders um yeah so it is what it is you know that's one that i sent to you guys to see what you both would say i already knew shane would say sanders and i figured you might say keenan allen um but it's one of those offers that that shows the progress that miles sanders made last year and and you know um the the lack of respect that I think that Keenan Allen gets now. Um, and, and, you know, so I think I lean slightly to Keenan Allen, um, but I still don't really on the team that I got that offer on Shane's in the league. I don't really want to move Sanders for Keenan Allen cause I'm loaded at wide receiver and um, I'm not loaded in any way at, at running back. In fact, I need Sanders. So 
I kind of have to, you know, figure out how to get running backs back. I don't have a lot of picks to right. to get them in the rookie draft and stuff like that. So that's the only thing holding me back is that I'll really sacrifice my ability at running back. But otherwise, I think straight up, Keenan Allen's fine value for Sanders. You know, I'm not big on running backs generally. Um, I, I prefer to have top-tier wide receivers. Right, and the conversation you and I had, the conversation you and I had was also, like, if it was in a vacuum, that's what we both agreed. But yeah. on a team like yours where you needed to have the running back, then it ends up tipping the scale a little bit the other way, you know. But obviously, in Shane's point of view, it would have been the running back, no question. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the point that this raises for me, guys, and, and some of the things I've seen in threads in leagues that I'm in where, you know, how guys always bring up the the other leagues that they're in and, hey, I just or I just did the startup draft. This is crazy. Look, look where A.J. Brown went. Look where <laughs> D.J. Moore went. Look where Miles Sanders went. And these players are all getting drafted super high. And, and of course, what what falls to us, if you're able to cherry pick and um, and, and you, you're experienced at startup drafts and, and, you know, taking what falls in your lap. I want to do a startup draft so bad. I don't need any more leagues. I've actually Ugh. just left a couple. Yeah. Three or four, actually. I, I shouldn't do it, but I want to so badly because I want to capitalize on those values, on those things that are falling through the cracks because everybody's after you know, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, they're after all these players, um, Chris Godwin, you know, first round guys and, and letting things that are more con- have been more consistent at, uh, for a few more years fall to like unbelievable places. Uh, I, I don't have a ready example for you guys, but I saw some crazy stuff that, you know, players dropping into the third and fourth round of startups and i'm like man i just i'll just move all those first and second round picks and get third and fourth rounders <laughs> like we did last year you know and, like we did last year in those well. leagues that we were in you know but don't fall for it don't get sucked in we 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 worked hard to 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 you know pare it down don't get sucked back in what were you saying shane so yeah i i'm actually in a startup right now oh but, well <laughs> no this this one i actually joined uh i want to say mid-season oh okay um so like oh, I had already telling us about that. This is um no 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 this isn't uh, one of the orphans I took over. This is a brand new startup. But like we it started the league like some of the bylaws and so all that stuff. So anyway, it finally just kicked off um okay. last week, and it's actually it's blind bidding oh. for your picks. So we for had to your do picks? a blind. Mm-hmm. So basically, you put in a bid on you put in a blind bid on a random player. So my name's Shane. So I had to put in a player uh, bid on a player with the last uh, last name S. So just say Curtis Samuel, for example, right? Okay. So whatever. But that, that's how you denote, like, whatever. That's just the way they did it. Okay. So if I put, you know, my bid was $400, uh-huh. well, that would win whatever order, however much that. Okay. So if the first, okay, let's do math. So if I put in a bid. For four hundred dollars, uh-huh. and that was the highest blind bid, I would get the one hundred and one. Oh, okay. And, okay, and then so forth, so okay. all the way down. So you could choose the bid as much as you want. You could, you know, put in ten bids and hope that you get ten first rounders, whatever. I ended. Oh, up you could get multiple ones. Oh, right, because you you could put in bids on twelve. You know, there's twelve picks, so in theory, you could put in. 12 players and if you win all those bids you would have won all those picks but i kind of like the sound of that i'll have to get more information yeah i was gonna say it's a little i really like that bidding yeah it's a little different so you ended up with two first round picks you said yeah yeah so and i ended up with Devontae adams at 111 and alvin Kamara at 112 oh so you had and then we did and then you know it did that again we did the same thing for the second round 
Um, and then we did it again for the, I want to say the third and fourth round. Oh my so God. The third and fourth round when it's multiple rounds, if I bid a hundred dollars, I won the bid, I would get the, whatever, if that was the third highest bid, I, I got the three Oh three and then the four Oh three. Who's the commission of this league? Cause that's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, it is a lot of work. Man. That's what I was a lot of work to do it too, to be engaged in that as an owner, but it does sound fun. And who yeah. Is yeah. It? It's pretty cool. Trey Barrett. And, um, I believe Trey Barrett. I know that name, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dynasty Joe's. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Cause that, that, that is definitely a lot of work. So, all right. So, but you're not doing that the entire draft, are you? Is there going to be a the 12th round? Oh my God. So that's yeah, that's crazy. Because what happens is, is you do the bids, you know, and you wait for the waivers to go through. Yeah. And then you, you get to draft and then you do the bids again, wait for the waivers to go through and then you, you, you draft. How often are you doing that? Of, um, we're in the fifth round. I got shut out of the fourth, fifth and sixth <laughs> round. Or, excuse me. The fifth, sixth and seventh round. Oh shit. Uh, stickler for the rules that I am. I didn't realize that there was a, uh, these this current the blind bidding that just you know Squirrel. finished. I didn't realize yeah. it for three rounds. I thought it was <laughs> yourself distracted. Yeah. Squirrel. I like when you yelled squirrel. Um, I love I love auction but, drafts. Some of them are better and more fun than others, but I, I love auction drafts. In fact, most of my teams that I love my roster, they might not be title winners, all of them, but the teams that I prefer the rosters in are generally the ones that I've been able to get by auction. Um, and you know, snake drafts are just, eh, man, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you do them that it's fun. It'll, it, it, it'll do, you know? Yeah. And it's just such a, I don't know. It feels like you're just going through the motions a lot of times. And, you know, I don't always love those teams. I have a lot of players that I just felt like I, well, I need to get this player as a good player, but I don't really care that he's on my team. And so the teams I love the best that have more of the players that I prefer, those are auctions, man. I think that's just the, the way you got to do it now. To keep to keep that carrot in front of you. I've always loved well, auctions. Couple, auctions are so much fun. Couple. Yeah, so yeah. There's also rookie picks in this draft and Debbie picks. Oh, the auction uh, altogether. With do you do that yeah. at a separate? Um, no, no. You, you, where you everybody just, has a shot, or you, you could just pick them in this draft. And when it's a Debbie player. pick, you can pick just the Debbie name, not not Debbie pick one hundred and one. You're you no, you no, pick the Debbie it, pick. No, it's Debbie pick one hundred and one. Oh. So, Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So real quick, the 101 in this draft, the 2020 101, uh-huh. when at the 204, which 204. let me give you some names that that goes before. Wow. Um, you're looking at, and there's the scoring is off the wall on this too. It's yeah, there's points per target for running backs. Oh, so there's a lot of variances. There's, <laughs> there's points for first downs for wide receivers and tight ends, but oh even God. that isn't equal. So yeah, there's a lot of variance. So, How but, many teams? Um, 12. Oh, okay. So, but I would it's not want to be the commission this league, but I might actually take a team in a, a league set up like that. I think so some of the players that went after the 2020 101 in this were DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Mixon, Kyler Murray. Wow. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans. Mike Evans wanted the 302. Wow. And all I thought when I saw that was it does not matter what Mike Evans does, he will never get the respect he deserves. That's so crazy. No, he, but he did, Chris Godwin went at the 203. Even the D hop thing is, is crazy to me. But you, like you said, Every league's different. The scoring's weird, all that kind of stuff. But uh Yeah, the scoring is, is definitely bonkers in this. Um good. I was just gonna say, like I'm not I'm drafting not how I usually draft, where I'm like all wide receivers my first, you know, five rounds. Well, 
Kamara, Henry, and then uh, Carson Wentz. You know what else makes a difference with that too is that certain players like you, for instance, got multiple picks in certain rounds. So if there's teams yeah. that are getting multiple picks, then they're drafting players that they need or want. So then other players will fall not necessarily the way they usually would. I mean, there are so many things it seems like you could do. And just off the top of my head and with strategies on this, which got me thinking, I, some of these leagues that are set up by, by commissioners... I, there's too much going on and not not all of it's good but what you're talking about giving everybody a shot to bid like that um that sounds that's appealing to me i think that i'm intrigued by this i want to know a little bit more and see the i want to see the bylaws and stuff send me those. yeah and that's that's why i joined it because you know i wasn't i'm not looking to join any startups um i you know i cut a few leagues um i did take over an orphan or two Whatever, but either way, I'm down, and I have no desire to join any new startups unless either it's something unique like this, where it's not so gimmicky. Like yeah. There's some leagues that I think are unique, but to me, it wouldn't seem fun. Like I know John Bosch has the Superpowers leagues, um, and I know people like that, and I'm not I'm not bashing that. But just for me, that's not something that would interest me. I'm more interested in things like where there's tiered scoring and things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I, um, I can see why you like that. You know, I mean, we're all in a, a lot of the same types of leagues and we even some of the more off-the-wall incarnations of things um, and creative. But some of the stuff becomes a little too high-maintenance and not as enjoyable. But the way you're talking about this startup and the scoring sounds cool. And I honestly want to set up a startup where – and I don't want to volunteer myself to be commissioner, but I've often thought, <laughs> hey, I want to do a madman, you know, invitational league that has a lot of, you know, that's set up in a certain way, you know, aspects of Devi, some different scoring, just not, not your just vanilla league in any way. And I, I wanted to do it last year and I, I, I'm still not there. So I'm taking ideas here and there and I definitely want to go auction and I'm definitely going to need co-commissioner. I want to I want to come up with a really cool concept. And, you know, I just wanted to say kind of like in the movie Night at the Roxbury. I cut you guys in. I cut you in. <laughs> Can't that fit in what we were talking about before anyways? We still have to come up with an HQ3. We're doing a third maybe. league for the HQ. And maybe yeah. we'll do something different than the other two leagues, you know? Yeah, I'll just, I can send you guys the link to this because it is it's bananas. It's and it's it's a it's a cool way because you know a lot of times copy leagues. I think copy leagues are really cool now. Even though I detested them when I first started playing, I was like, yeah. "Those are stupid." Mean, now I love them. <laughs> um, you mean the where you have uh, like twelve multiple teams on one side, twelve on the other, with the you know copies of this of Odell Beckham Jr. copies yeah. of Kyler Murray. Yeah. yeah, I'm in one like that too, and I I like that setup, but it's IDP. I like everything about it except IDP. Yeah, IDP. And we don't know if MFL is going to be able to support those. Th- still so yeah any of us fine folks that are in pigs leagues or kitchen sink leagues are kind of holding our butt cheeks right now <laughs> yeah, kitchen that, sink uh, leagues could go down for sure well maybe happy. well maybe for hq3 we'll figure something out we still have yeah, I'll uh, send you the link on this okay we steal this the entire <laughs> we'll definitely well, um we'll definitely talk guys we'll we'll, we'll create this uh hq3 with um for sure auction because we right. all three of us want to do that and we'll, we'll decide how how to set it up um but yeah i'm excited well we also still have to announce about who we're replacing in hq1 and hq2 but we'll we'll come up with that in the next week or so now listen we have some trade offers here on the show sheet not trade offers trades uh, you know, Shane, it looks like you did a trade where it was a combination of two trades that oh, have like, fuck. it's all yeah. over the place here. There's so yeah. much going on here. And uh, uh, this is, 
So this is trade one and trade two. Uh huh. Right? So the first trade, um, I was offered Devontae Adams and Marvin Jones for AJ Brown and Debo Samuel. Okay. And I'm like, look, I love AJ Brown as much as the next guy, but Devontae right. Adams is a legitimate, you know, he's a wide receiver one. He's pretty consistent yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was injured last year, so he missed some time, but most of the time he's 20 points a week. I'm bagging that. I'm taking that, right? Took it, accepted it. You know, I didn't want to give up Debo and AJ Brown because, you know, I like both players. Um, and as soon as I hit accept, I, I, I started going through withdrawal. And and yeah, wait, that, and before you finish, this is part of what we've talked about in the past with you. Whenever you do do a trade, it's not always the end of the trade. There's always some kind of thing going to happen. So <laughs> what? And trade. but the way you're saying it, it sounds like it happened like right away, though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. So you know, like three minutes go by, and I think I went out to smoke a cigarette. Three and I'm like, minutes. I miss AJ Brown. Like you, I don't know. I'll put it to you like this. So have you ever, you know, when you were younger, obviously not when you're married because you don't you know but when you were dating and you broke up with a girl and immediately regretted it <laughs> you're like that was a terrible idea why did i do that like my friends told me she was a bad girlfriend she was freaking awesome they're terrible <laughs> friends you know what i mean it's kind of one of those deals um i don't do that now because i'm married yeah so i sure. don't break up with my girlfriends i just ghost them um <laughs> So three minutes went by. You had a cigarette and you said, oh, shit, I miss A.J. Brown. So what did you do? So I just started sending him furious offers like I want him back. Um, so what we finally settled on was, oh, I didn't put the picks on here. Damn. Yeah, you did. They're all over the place. There's a ton of picks. 2021 third. So I gave up a. Gave you with A.J. Brown. Okay. A 2021 yeah. first. Two twenty twenty firsts, a twenty twenty second. Oh wait, I gave them. Jesus Christ! Here, I'll read it for them. you. You gave two twenty twenty firsts, two twenty twenty seconds, and a twenty twenty one second. So you gave yeah. two ones and three twos, oh. and you got yeah. AJ Brown and a twenty twenty third and a twenty twenty one third back. Yeah, whatever. The twenty twenty ones, I don't give a flying. F about right. so what are the names what are the names on those trades uh newts Alpha mcboots and newts mcboots right so, so what i gave up the one eight and the one nine okay it's the super flex league that's what i wanted to ask you because you did the same thing to me with aj brown where you were trying to get aj brown back from me in the hq1 and you sent me those later picks you sent me like the 109 and the one 13 or whatever the hell it was at the time and i didn't do it but so he did it plus you threw him three twos as well so that yeah, means I was, just, I was just slamming twos at him like you need another <laughs> yeah. i got another one you so that that one. means wouldn't reject your offer for sure so that means you traded debo samuel two firsts and three seconds for Devonte adams marvin jones marvin and two thirds and aj brown no, 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 because he got A.J. Brown back. I'm saying, no, yeah. ultimately, he, yeah, ultimately he, got, he gave he up Debo Samuel. No, no, I'm saying what he gave up. He oh, gave I up see. Debo yeah, Samuel, yeah. two Hard firsts over. and three seconds, and he got Devontae Adams, Marvin Jones, and two-thirds. Yeah, and then yeah. the two seconds I gave up, I just looked them up. So I gave up. So in total, here are the picks I gave up. I gave up the 1-9, the one ten, the 2-0-3, the 2-11, and a second from next year, my second. No, I think I, I'm I'm happy with that, See, when you, especially when you combine the, the two together. The, net, the way I looked at it was I was thinking of the net that in the end he gave up Debo Samuel and all of those picks for A.J. Brown, Marvin Jones, and Devontae Adams because but, essentially he, that's what he did. 
Well, yeah, but he never gave up A.J. Brown. When you combine the two deals together, A.J. Brown gets negated like it was never there. You well, know? No, he still gave up all I, those I know. picks, though. But, so, I, I mean, I'm still saying he won because he got Adams, Brown, and Jones, and he gave up Debo Samuel and a bunch of picks. Yeah. I, right. I, I mean, it's, at right. first I was like, you gave up all that, but then, you know, looking at what his net return was based on the net loss, I still think, he, he, you know, you win this trade. Of course. Those are picks. Who knows what those picks are going to turn into? Yeah. You know, trade for the guys. If these guys hit, if Jacob hits on um, any of those picks, trade for them at the end of next season. Well, that's the other thing, too, about trading picks. I mean, uh, you can always yeah. end up doing that. The The it's funny just, thing it's is... It's money. It's like money in your pocket. You know, you want something, you have to spend the money. Um, the money is just money. It, you know, if you want to buy a guitar or a new stove for your wife, let's say, that she makes you buy because it has a double oven in it. I mean, I'm just, you know, people do that at Christmas time. So, you know, it's the very money... specific. The stove makes people happy. That's you very... don't buy your wife a stove for Christmas. Jesus Christ. The, I mean, no, you buy that, that in like awful. <laughs> so you listen, the only perfect. thing she got is just one of the things. It was like I wouldn't even <laughs> I would not in a thousand years would I buy my wife a stove and be like, Merry Christmas and I'm a horrible person. Oh Dude. my god. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so look, we've been talking about that there's so many AJ Brown trades and everything, and it is, it's crazy. Twitter's been going crazy with that. But we did have a, a yeah, one of and real quick, as yeah, a, as, 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 as to our listeners. Yes. Um, you should be cashing out on AJ Brown right now. Look, I love AJ Brown. Um, and I probably won't do it because of stupidity. Um, but you need to cash out on this guy because yeah, you're he's telling him that right well, wait. you trade him away I know. and you, you're so upset with yourself that you turn around and, and look what I gave up with like five picks. But, but I gave up two firsts and three seconds for the guy. Look, well, that's that, what I'm telling our listeners like, dude, cash out on him right now. Okay. Well then that leads into what I was just about to ask you when you're saying about cashing out, what I was going to ask you is we did have one of our listeners who asked me about a trade and I told him that I would bring it up to you guys in the show. And it actually has a whole bunch of the pieces that we've been talking about over the last couple of days and tonight. So this guy, uh, his name is CDN Leota looks like. Um, and he's in a 12 team half point PPR. And he wanted to know if he should trade Mike Evans and the 110 for DJ Moore and AJ Brown. Yes. <laughs> I would do that. I think. Well, and, and I figured he, he also has you D can go either way on that. Well, trade. I was going to say he also has D hop Cooper and, uh, Chris Godwin. Yeah. But, I don't care. Yes. But yeah. Uh. Well, <laughs> what I was going to say, I told him yes too. I said, I love Mike Evans, but I mean, with right now, with the way that things are going and the way people are paying so much for some of these guys, he could do that trade. And the fact that he does have all those wide receivers means that he's open now to be able to trade some away to get some other stuff, you know? Um, and the Dude. 110 is 110. Who cares? But I did tell him that I would, and he said, thanks for the advice. But I said, I would ask you two guys your advice of what you would tell him to do. Yeah. So the way I'm looking at this is... Any way you want to slice it, DJ Moore or AJ Brown are significantly worth more than the 110. Correct. Yep. I would go as high as probably even in a super flex, at least the one five. Right. Let's, right. So let's say AJ Brown is greater than the, you know, that 110 for sure, without a doubt. You do right. By at least 36 <laughs> percent. Um, I love how he's going to make up numbers. But yeah, go ahead. DJ Moore, no, this is all the trade nominator. <laughs> um, DJ Moore and Mike Evans. Uh -huh. um, 
I gotta be honest with you. I think I would take DJ Moore over Mike Evans. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he was younger too. He's younger, prime, just starting yeah. out. Yeah. Man, I wish I had DJ Moore in the listener league. I would send him over to you for Mike Evans. Yeah, well, you, I mean, look, I don't you know send that. Him AJ, you sent him AJ Brown for Mike Evans already. Well, actually, it was the other. No, he sent it to me. Yeah, I'm saying I, w- I would send it back. Yeah, no. <laughs> but go ahead. No, I won't give up Mike Evans for AJ Brown. No, 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 no. You just said for DJ Moore, and I said I wish I had DJ yeah. Moore on my roster. Is what I said. Yeah, I do too, because then he'd be on my roster. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But um, so yeah, yeah, Mike I'm, Evans, I'm claiming one ten. Yeah, me AJ too. DJ Moore, AJ Brown. I mean, you know, you couldn't fault somebody for getting the one ten and, and Mike Evans either. I mean, I wouldn't dog that person. In fact, they might be right, but I, I think sending Evans in the in the one ten for DJ Moore and AJ Brown it, right now especially um, with the hype for both of those guys, you, you could turn one of them into something greater than, you know, Mike Evans or the 110 anyway. So you, you probably just, an, an you know, a plus plus, yeah. a win-win kind of thing for you. Well, we had one other thing on here that was sent to you, Jeremy, correct? A, a listener yeah, sent something yeah. to you? A listener reached out to us at Mike Solicito one at Mike Solicito one he said, Hey, madman, I, I have Josh Jacobs or I get Josh Jacobs, Curtis Samuel, Ronald Jones and DeAndre Washington. Um, he's thinking as a handcuff, but he has to give away Darius Geis, who I think still plays NFL football at running back, uh, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel and the one eleven in 2020 in the rookie draft. Um, so he was torn about, you know, what he should do on that trade. He really wants to improve his running backs, really wants a piece of Josh Jacobs and is looking at Ronald Jones, you know, potential from this past year. And he's, you know, moving Geis, McLaurin and Samuel as um, entities. And then, you know, the lottery ticket one eleven. And I, you know, um, so what do you guys think? And then I'll tell you what I told him. Well, I I would definitely do that trade. I would take the Josh Jacobs, uh, Curtis Samuel side. I love Darius Geis and Shane keeps telling me to get rid of Geis. Um, But, uh, but yeah, but I would take the Josh Jacobs side. I mean, and and even Jeremy, I know you love McLaurin, but uh Especially, yeah. like you said, the lottery ticket with the pick. I, I would have to go. I, I mean, to me, it seems like it's a no-brainer. I would do the Josh Jacobs, Curtis Samuel. Shane just put his hand down in his or his face down in his hand. Uh, what's the matter? Yeah, what I'm are thinking, you thinking? Because I'm just, you know, I'm trying to just reconcile in my head. Are McLaurin and Samuel going to be the lead wide receivers on their teams, or are they going to slot in besides uh, behind someone else? Now, which well, Samuel? Because there's two the Samuel, two guys, though. Which Samuel are you yeah. talking oh, about? I'm sorry, Devo. Devo. Yeah. Curtis Samuel is yeah, yeah. obviously behind DJ Moore. Right. Um, and in case anyone missed that in the offseason when you were telling me that Curtis Samuel <laughs> um, was going to be as good as DJ Moore, <laughs> suck nuts. You brought that up last um, week, too. That's he's so funny. An unbelievable player. <laughs> he did so well. I feel so bad for all those plays. He was mm-hmm. wide open more than anyone in the NFL, completely wide open, and the quarterback couldn't find him. So oh, there's some, no. there, there are some he's things definitely- there that. He yeah, should have had a, better stats without a doubt. But yeah, you're no. saying that Debo Samuel and Terry McLaurin may not be wide receiver ones on their team. So keep going. Yeah. What, so what the, gonna that's say? the only thing I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure out, look, is McLaurin going to be the guy in Washington and is Debo going to be the guy in San Francisco? I don't know. I, think I don't think so. Of the two, McLaurin could be the wide receiver one for the Redskins based on what he brings to the table with the with the speed, the long ball, not just the catching ability. Debo, probably not ever a, 
a wide receiver one though he could he could prove us wrong but i get where you're going with that but is that going to be more valuable to you than the obvious starter with josh jacobs at running back yeah, here's the thing so you Josh jacobs who's you know a top 12 running back when he plays Ronald Jones, who I still have a softy for, <laughs> but he's still high. Softy, softy doesn't sound right though. Because <laughs> it's, it's like it's getting there. Yeah, it's almost you know. Oh God. Um, <laughs> hey, can I title this episode a softy for Ronald Jones, or is that something? No, we you could know do? what? Because <laughs> I think I stole that from the Dynasty Nerds. Yeah, oh, so no, no. Okay, then never mind. Yeah. I mean, right. I like you know Curtis what? Samuel more than Debo Samuel, and Josh Jacobs yeah. is like the biggest piece of this trade. So exactly. I'll just tell you guys, I suggested that you know needing a running back, and based on what was happening here, that you know you get Jacobs, Curtis Samuel, Ronald Jones, and Washington's just a throw in. Yeah. In a way. Um, because who knows what Geis is ever going to do. I mean, is he ever, ever going to be even as good as Ronald Jones, too? We don't know for sure. So, And, and we don't know what the 111 is going to be. So I think the guy betters his team by getting Jacobs and Samuel and, and Jones, too, um, over those other players. And, yeah, I, I love Terry McLaurin, but I think I like Curtis Samuel uh, even more. Yeah. What I love is that you're calling him Ronald Jones, too, and not Ronald the Jones third, right? second. No, just because you're talking about him like he's a movie sequel well, and not a human. <laughs> because there's the two ones next to his name, but yeah. No, Ronald I, I Jones like two. Ronald Jones. I, I meant also. Ronald Jones Jr. Rewind and listen. I, I meant Ronald Jones also. <laughs> so here's the problem with the Ronald Jones is Bruce Arians has got his head stuck up his ass. Bruce Arians, I know I said this last week. He's yeah, not you a did. good coach. I'm sorry. If you can't find a way to use OJ Howard yeah. and you can't use obviously Ronald Jones because he can't pick up a blitz, well, guess what? When he's in there, don't have him pick up blitz. It is funny, though. Face. They didn't use OJ <laughs> Howard, but yet Winston threw, uh, and I'm not talking about his 30 interceptions, but you know he had some really, really good passing games in yardage and touchdowns to well, to Godwin, apparently, is the only guy he can throw to, and then some to Mike Evans, of course. But yeah, OJ Howard was written out of the script, which, I mean, I, I don't want to laugh at all the people that thought he was going to be a, a star this year, because Bruce Arians has to use OJ Howard, because OJ Howard's just so good. He's never had a tight end that good, and he disappeared. He did worse. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it it's me. unbelievable. <laughs> like, I don't know whether to call him, you know, OJ Najoku or David Howard. I'm confused. Like, are they the same guy? These two studs that don't get used in the NFL? What the hell's going on? Bad, bad, bad head coaching, as you can attest to, yeah. in Cleveland and bad head coaching yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I take the Josh Jacobs yeah. trade after I take the Josh Jacobs side. He's the, he's the shortest pick out of everything in this trade i thought i still think curtis samuel has uh, at least wide receiver three upside i like ronald jones enough that hopefully bruce arians gets fired soon or he gets his head out of his ass long enough to realize that oh wait ronald jones is a really good running back and maybe i shouldn't have been giving the ball to peyton uh, negative We're feeding the ball to Peyton Barber. <laughs> Barber. Yeah. Well, okay. So that so we all agree with that one. So that's a good one. So we so do. There have... you go at Mike Solicito one. There you go, buddy. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth. The and genuine... I'm tired of talking. Well, so that's I what I was gonna, just about to say. We're gonna go to head to our patron. Wait. And you know what? <laughs> Hold on. We have other things we have to do. We, we are. Yeah, we are done. But we have to do one or two other things before we go. And no, we don't. Yes, we do. The only thing we have to do is tell people that if you want to send us some questions like Jeremy and I just answered your guys' questions, send us some questions over to our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. And uh, 
We also have a Patreon account, which Shane, tell them about the Patreon account. Then we'll go do a Patreon episode. Oh, okay. So when you're a patron, um, you get the uncensored version of this show, which is exciting. And I've been told by every patron that it's actually know, more exciting than you make it. Sound I was going to say the way you're it, saying it is just oh, like I'm you're sorry, putting sorry, me to sleep every, now. <laughs> every patron, every patron tells me that they prefer the uncensored version. Yes. Um, which look, I, I understand. It's like when you had sex when you were younger and you had to use a condom. <laughs> it wasn't as good with the condom. It just never is. Right. But you know, you're sitting there and you're weighing your options. You're like, look, does she look like she's dying of AIDS? <laughs> Probably not. So oh I'll my just God. go without a condom. Maybe so I should have let you wrap up like the show. <laughs> what, that's kind of what it's like to be a patron and get our uncensored episodes. Like, you know, they're very pretty. I don't think they'll give me AIDS. <laughs> oh my so. God. Okay. Well, also, I was we hoping... also group me chat where uh, basically we just go nonstop. <laughs> no one shuts up. It's like like 87 of my wife in there oh my god if there's like multiple versions if there was an actual like copies of people that's what it would be like because my wife loves to talk yeah so the group of chats always going it's awesome we're always talking about you know start sits trade startups about something, man. can yeah, i can I just say the only reason I wanted you to tell anybody about it is because I figured it'd be some kind of outrageous thing. Most people will go, oh, here comes all the plugs. All right, I'm leaving. But people want to hear the way you say stuff like that. I didn't know you were going to go with AIDS and condoms, there. though. But, you know, some so out there for you. <laughs> Join up. <laughs> all right. Well, well no, but, you know, you bring up a good point, though, Michael. Yes. Um, Look, people, I know we all think AIDS was cured of oh, Magic Johnson. God. It hasn't been. You still have to use condoms. I, I Did I bring that point up? I don't remember that I brought it up. But either way, I think we're going to just leave and go do the Patreon account. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week and uh, say goodbye. <laughs> say oh, goodbye. so on the Patreon episode? Yeah. What? You know, I think we're going to talk about a little bit of the off-season buy strategy. Not okay. so much the players you're buying specifically, but I think cool. I'd like to talk about what's your strategy to determine the types of players or the actual players that you're buying. So now um, I want to say goodbye, Shane. Okay, goodbye, Shane. And yeah, that's so a good idea. So going to be blind love. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>